Welcome to another interview section from Burn Heart Body. Tonight we're interviewing Daniel. Hi Daniel, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks Warren, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. If you just want to uh, share your story and uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm Daniel, I'm one of the moderators with Daddies of Angels, which is where we both met. Unfortunately. Um, our story, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, my story started when me and my wife have been trying for two years solidly and getting absolutely nowhere. Eventually, we got a bit of light at the end of the tunnel and my missus fell pregnant. And then we got to the stage of where she came in at seven weeks pregnant, was starting to have light bleeding and was having stomach and back cramps. So we eventually went to the hospital where they then gave her an early scan. And they said that little was okay at the moment and was growing, but didn't have a heartbeat. So we then have to come back two weeks later to check again. And we came back and little had continued to grow, um, but they couldn't see a heartbeat yet. So it was probably still maybe a little bit too early. Yeah. Come back in another couple of weeks. And then we got there at 11 weeks and then got told, sorry to tell you, but your baby hasn't got a heartbeat and it's no longer viable. And that was it. Well, came crashing down from that point yeah. onwards, really. That was difficult. It it's was like hitting a brick wall, isn't it, when that happens? Yeah, because you just don't know what to feel, what to say to your partner. It's yeah. it's hard. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been through enough in my life that I've come out the other side of, but that absolutely wrecked me. Um, yeah. What what was the... Um, so, so, like, obviously, following the loss and that, like, um, how were the hospital and... Like any other like places that you'd support to maybe for support and that? The hospital were good. Um, we ended up having a nurse who was looking after us when Kirsty had to go down for the operation to have our little baby removed. Um, and the nurse afterwards was absolutely brilliant. She actually sat down with us at the time. Her name was Janet Wigglesworth and she was fantastic. Um but she sort of said, look, I understand. I know what you've been through. It's difficult, but you will, you know, get back to some sort of normality for yourselves. But you do need to try again. You're now at your most fertile that you're going to be. Um, and just to try and get back on the horse. But, you know, yourself, once you've had a loss, trying to get back on that horse just really isn't something you want to do. You're just not in the right headspace for that. Um, but yeah, she's continues to be a really good friend of ours, actually. Oh, well, and uh, with continuous support us even now. Um, but we ended up eventually trying again and getting back on the horse again. And um, we ended up becoming lucky again. And my missus fell pregnant again. And we ended up having our rainbow. Yeah. How, how did you find process. the? Um, yeah, I was gonna say, how did you find the pregnancy for the rainbow? Because like I remember every single split second. Of Horrific. The ner- yeah, the the, the nerve wrackingness and everything. It, it just it kills you. It does because you don't stop worrying. We were up the hospital constantly for scans, um, because you know little wasn't moving as little should be as we got later on. Yeah. 
And to be fair to Lincoln Hospital, they were actually really good with us. It was a case of, you know, we understand what you're going through. We understand why you feel the way you do. Yeah. If you're not sure, come up. We'll get you on the monitor and we'll check with them. Um, so they were really, really good, to be fair to them. But yeah, all the way through. But there was no aftercare, like after we'd lost our little baby. It was just nothing. It was like... Did, did you get any sand. memory boxes or anything like that? Or not? No, oh. there, was, there was literally nothing. We were 11 weeks. They considered, you know, that to be too early to be considered as a viable uh, pregnancy. But yet, it was too it. big and she still had to go for an operation. But yet, children yeah, aren't seen as if they're, they're viable enough. Yeah. That's one thing I've noticed, though, in like all the years of doing this, is the, the early years pregnancies and then, like... Ad, well, you know, children older than like two upwards to about you know 50 or 16, they're in a great deal out there for them. And no, it kind of there's really this isn't. niche category of you know, stillbirth, neonatal, and children up to probably about 10 year old, maybe. And then anything after yeah. that's hard to access anything for. And then obviously the early year stuff as well. It's it's crazy how, how that works. It is there just really isn't support or care out there um it wasn't sort of until i ended up eventually being spoken to by the wife and told you know that you really should start thinking about maybe getting some support that i ended up finding daddies of angels eventually yeah and that's sort of where the support for me as a man started really yeah, I, I was the same. It took I think it took me about a year to actually get right to doing it. Yeah, and then randomly found them on Facebook one day, which was good. That's exactly how I yeah went down the same path. Yeah, thank God we did. Hundred percent, mate. Because like I I don't think I'd be semi level headed as I am now if it weren't for for them. No, you know, and I was lucky. That I joined in the time when Paul Scully Sloan was still about. Yeah. And uh, it was him that invited me into the group when I put me a uh, question through, and it was him that first spoke to me. Yeah. And I can remember that when he sort of started talking to me, you know, well, how did you find us and what is it you're looking for? And I can remember saying to my wife, Kirsty, that I don't think I'm ready for this. Yeah. You know, I don't. It all still felt way too raw. I didn't really want to be talking or answer the questions, but then I didn't know what I needed or what I wanted either. Yeah, I, th- I think for for me it was the same, like the rawness, but then it was also the the fear of like being laughed at. Like, yeah. oh, you you're a bloke. You shouldn't be feeling like this. You, you, yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. That's one of the hard bits, you know. People in society just generally expect that you're just going to get on and you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. It's... Everyone thinks of the mum, but they don't think about the dad at all. No, and we hurt as well. We suffer. Well, I, th- I think I think it was only uh, it's only over a month back. Um, I covered this in another podcast and the blog was when Dan had gone to help a, a family, and basically the guy got asked about ev- well about everybody else apart from himself, including the family dog. Yeah. After, after they'd lost it, it was like, that's absolutely insane. And it Bad, might be, it? it might be, you know, a one-off 
or a very small occurrence, but that shouldn't happen at all. No, no, that really was bad. Yeah, it's it's crazy. How old is your rainbow now? She's two and a half. Two and a half. Going on 16. Wow. Yeah. yeah I know that feeling. Oh. How did you find the, uh, like, so like for the first year, because I, I mean, I was talking to the, the chap I interviewed earlier, Ross, and I was saying it, t- it took me over a year, I'd say, to sort of like start bonding with her. And sitting I back, I hate saying that because it makes me sound really bad, but I just struggled. Really, really yeah, struggled. I, and I think it was the fear. I had other dads um, mention that before with their rainbow. I didn't suffer like that. I just got full of worry, full of yeah. anxiety. And it got really bad that I ended up having to go and get cognitive therapy for that because I was I, really struggling. I, I tried that and uh, it didn't do anything for me at all. Yeah, for some people it does and some people it doesn't. Yeah. For me, I found it a really good help. See, I tried having an open mind with that and I knew deep down that it won't work because I know how my brain works. And yeah. CBT was never going to work on me. No. Because, I mean, for mine, when I had mine, it was for my anxiety. Um, yeah. But obviously all that stemmed from like the whole child loss thing. So mm-hmm. doing CBT with me and trying to make me, you know, get better at going into the supermarket was never going to work like the way, the way they were trying to do it. No, it's a strange feeling, especially if you've never suffered with anxiety before. To then it was all suffer new to me. With anxiety. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, I remember going, like you, to the supermarket and just feeling like everybody could see that I was broken and I wasn't coping and, you know, everyone was staring at me. Nobody was. They were too busy bothered about getting yeah. a loaf of bread. But to me, at that point, everyone head was just watching goes. and I was suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but... Even after our rainbow was born, it was just nothing but worry. Yeah. You always think, you know, once they get here and they arrive safely as such, yeah, that it, you know, all your worries go away, but they don't. They nah. carry on. And then you've got obviously the added reminder of like all your rainbows first, and then yeah. you, you're thinking, oh god, it's just it's horrible, and it? it just goes round and round in your head. It's never ending. Yeah, it's not an easy journey. No. Definitely isn't now. So how 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 would you find yourself? Do, how, how many years is it from your loss now? We are be four years. This may four, four years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which sort of has gone quicker than I really thought. Yeah. But then I weirdly suffered. Like our third year, I really found it hard. The first year was obviously this first year of your loss, and that was really difficult second year I didn't find it too bad and I thought okay you know it got to me but not as bad as the first year and I thought okay well third year I might start getting it third year just floored me it was like yeah. going back to the first year again which yeah. really blindsided me at that point it, 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 it's crazy because if you if you look at like how it should really work which we all know never goes to plan for me it was five and a half years before I just then you you know my story, mate. I had a complete breakdown, yeah. me, and just vanished, and I just went crashing down like a ton of bricks. It was horrible, but it for me it just floored me because it was totally unexpected. Yeah, it just come out of nowhere and just knocked me out. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? 
Because yeah. it just knocks you flat. You just don't see it. Yeah, so I, I was struggling last year and I ended up sort of becoming like you, a bit withdrawn, sort of yeah. hid myself away a little bit. Eventually picked myself back up again, but it was hard. Yeah. And you kind of think every year it'll get a little bit easier, but it's not always the case. No, some years are harder than others, definitely. Yeah, it's it's weird how it works. Because in your head, yeah, you have this. No you have this no, well, you have this thing in your head where, like, you know, well, this year's going to be different. Nah. Grief comes along and be like, no, go screw yourself, mate. You're having a harder year this year than last year just to, just to switch things up a bit. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, oh, absolutely. We're getting there. Well, Slowly but surely. Yeah. That's good to hear. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a difficult one. But it's a burden that you've got to carry with you for the rest of your life, isn't it? You've just got to find a way to kind of push forward that works for you. Because what works for you won't work for somebody else, you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. This is it. It'd be bloody good of... if it was one size fits all and like this is how you can help yourself, boom, sorted. Yeah, it'd be nice if there was a manual that this is how you're going to deal with your grief after your loss. It's... Well, there kind of is manuals, but to me, none of them make sense. No. No, because it's not what you're going through. It all feels different. Yeah. And like what my sense of loss is was different to how you feel your yeah. loss and how other dads that we found in the group deal with their loss and the yeah. things that they turn to to try and cope. Yeah, it's a, a very, very broad spectrum. Absolutely. It is, but I think I think a lot of that, especially like when it when it comes to men, like is you've got the whole mental health stigma, and then chuck that in as well, and there's never going to be a clear cut way through it anyway. There isn't. No, society's got to change on yeah. mental health, yeah. especially for men. Yeah, because there's still a massive stigma for it. Yeah, um, I got the statistics on me, but they're scary. Like they, they are scary for for male mental health in this country. Oh, massively. Well, in any country, actually, if you look at any of them, they're all shocking. Mm. Yeah, but I have always said, and I'll still say it, is we are our own worst enemy. True. Because yeah, we, we all just, bottle it up. We bottle it up, don't open up, and then we wonder why things start spiraling, and it's like. And that's why I started becoming a bit more vocal. It's because if somebody else can see you doing it, they might might follow suit. Yeah, that's exactly it. And this is where sort of things like Facebook's a good platform for that. Yeah. Because you can start to put out there about it, start sharing things about sort of male mental health. Yeah. And the more, more people see it, the more more people talk about it and see people talking about other men talking about it. Yeah, it's it's sometimes hard for me to find a positive in social media, but this sort of stuff definitely. Yeah, because the, there is quite a lot of negative stuff attached with social media. Just if you look at like the <laughs> celebrities lose babies, and then you look at the comments section, like people are horrible. Oh, terrific! Yeah, I try not to read them because they infuriate me, and yeah. I'm not one to become a keyboard warrior, but it does make you want to just put people I've back. I've been known to have my moments. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard to keep your mouth shut. It is. But then it's ignorance is bliss. They're yeah. people that don't know what it's like to suffer a loss. They haven't got a clue about it or what yeah. it would do to them personally if it happened. Yeah. 
You know, yes. it is one of those things, like when you hear other people who have had losses before your own loss, and it's like, oh, do you know what? That's really sad, you know? I feel sorry for them. But that's as far as that then goes. Yeah. You know, you don't see the heartache and the turmoil those people are going through. It just doesn't register with you. And then when you do suffer your loss, yeah, you don't realise just how horrific it truly is and how horrible it must be for them. And you understand. Yeah, it is absolutely crazy, like... But yeah, but uh, no, it's uh, it's been nice talking to you. We need to yeah, and you. we need to talk more often, actually. We do. I might have to get a translator though for the uh, for, for podcast. Put some closed captions on because you do speak a bit funny, you know. But <laughs> I, you know, I was going to get that in there, didn't you? <laughs> That's all right. As long as you turn up your flat cap and you whip it next time, you'll be all right. Absolutely, mate. Actually, I didn't go buy another flat cap. I lost, I lost my one. Well, it's not good. I'm, I'm mortified. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, cheers for coming on finally, and it's uh, it's been really good talking to you, with. And you, bud. And uh, good luck with the rest of the podcast. Hope it goes well. Cheers, mate. All right, bud. You've been listening to Brain Heart Body. If you would like to reach out to us, please contact us via our Facebook page, Oliver's Legacy Media Group.